All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. We are T-minus one day away from another Maple Leafs game day presented by PointsBet Canada and Montana's. It's the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take and look who it is. None other than Jay Rosehill alongside yours truly, Nick Alberga. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? Yeah, long time coming. That was too long of a break, man. It feels like we haven't watched or had anything to to care about Maple Leafs wise in a while. So uh, looking forward to getting the weekend going. Yep, a back-to-back coming uh, coming up with the Columbus Blue Jackets starting Friday night at Nationwide Arena. Don't worry, uh, full coverage of that game coming up on tomorrow's show and the back-to-back on Saturday back at Scotiabank Arena. Looking forward to that. Remember, subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Also, as you all are very well aware by now, we're in the process of migrating over to our very own YouTube page. You see it on your screen right there, the Leafs Nation 401. The Leafs Nation 401, if you'd like to subscribe, give us some likes, check out our interviews. I had Al's brother on yesterday from TSN, check that out. We had Gabby Boudreaux on earlier this week. A lot of great content coming your way via our new YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401. If you have thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube, and we'll get to that later on in the show. But another day, Rosie, another fantastic guest lined up. Have you ever been curious about who's in charge every time there's a big NHL event? like an all-star game or a winter classic. Well, today's your lucky day. Uh, His name is Steve Mayer. He's the NHL's chief content officer, head of events. And in about 10 minutes from now, he'll drop by this show. Uh, We're going to dive in, Rosie, to the news from last week, and at least the big news for us, the the Maple Leafs 
getting hosting duties for the 2024 All-Star Weekend. Looking forward to that. Yeah, pretty cool. That's a that's a big dog job when you look at those events that they put on the Winter Classics, the Heritage Games, the the draft, the All-Star Game, the Stadium Series. Is my god, is that ever a lot of planning and logistics that go into something like that? So it'll be cool to pick his brain and see uh see how they go about that and how far out they plan that kind of stuff because I don't imagine it's uh it's easy. And Steve's actually in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina right now getting prepped for the Stadium Series game next Friday between the Capitals and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So Steve Mayer coming up in about eight minutes or so. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. All right, Rosie, it's a debut of a brand spanking new, um, new segment. Uh, I told you off air, I'm pretty much uh, just going to tell you the name of the segment and that's it. And we're going to roll from that. So uh, without further ado, Producer Alex, would you please? I don't know if I like that. All right, so so pretty much this segment going forward, because I've been I've been watching, dude. I know a lot of people on this show have been watching your subtle tweets, your tweets. We we just don't have any clue idea what's going to come out from your Twitter, and we we never know. Twitter could be canceled in the next couple of days, anyways. We won't have Twitter, but pretty much the way this segment works, I'm gonna pick a random tweet of yours, and then you're gonna have to face the music. But this one's pretty self-explanatory because you went on a ridiculous rant last week about LeBron James. Yeah, that goes without saying. And obviously, uh, he broke the record recently, so everyone's just uh, singing his praises. But I personally can't stand the guy. I don't know many people that can stand him. Uh, definitely a Michael Jordan guy, but uh, there's no doubt he's good at basketball. He's one of the greatest. There's no doubt I'm not disputing that. Just as a person, I can't even stand him. Like, nobody loves LeBron more than LeBron. And when he talks, everything is centered around him and his ego, and it drives me nuts. I love the way you spelled your in this tweet as well, but we'll we'll, we'll look past yeah. that, Rosie. Um, what what did you think of of the celebration the other night? Because ultimately, I thought of you right away. Um, I just tried to translate it to the NHL world and thinking and looking forward to the, you know the likelihood of a couple years from now when Alex Ovechkin passes Wayne Gretzky, how will that be handled? I know I had a big tweet that sort of went viral sort of making fun and poking fun that they paused the game for 30 minutes. But to me, the climax is the fact that they asked LeBron if he was the best ever. And he's pretty much like, I, I've been thinking I've been the best ever for a long period of time. Would you ever hear a hockey player say that? Like when Gretzky's asked about that, he's always passing it off to other people. Of course, man. Hockey players are self-deprecating. Um, they're, they're, they're people from backgrounds that usually have had parents instill in them humility and team ethics first above all else. Um, their egos are usually in check. And if you look at the greatest hockey players of all time, they all have that type of personality to them. And then you go to LeBron James and literally talking about himself in the third person, talking about how he's the greatest, I this, I that, I that after winning championships. And it's all about him. And he's the number one star in his own mind. And it's it's just annoying to see. Everyone knows you're good at basketball, LeBron. You don't have to pump your own tires. You don't have to talk about how amazing you are. Other people will do that for you. How about some self-deprecation? If, if anything yeah. even remotely close to him was in the NHL, the guy would get torn to shreds. And of course, they they play into it though. They they like feed it with the celebrations and the questions and the comparisons that they give to that guy. And when Ovi breaks the record, there'll be a little bit of a of a ceremony. His team will come out and congratulate him. He'll want to say yes, thank you so much. But you know, we got a game going on, and he'll be self deprecating and and want to kind of move on. And it won't be the the Ovi show like it was the LeBron show. It's just a difference in uh, in personality types and LeBron's. I just can't stand. 
Dude, the best part about that was that the Lakers lost the game, and they're trying to make the playoffs right now in the NBA. They're really, really struggling. And I'm not sure if you saw the reaction of like Anthony Davis, who's the number two on the Lakers and one of the better, widely regarded as one of the better players in the league. Like he was sitting down at the time. To me, that was a telltale sign, and I'm not disputing it. LeBron's incredible. I think obviously he's in that conversation for the GOAT in terms of uh, you know the NBA. But the reaction from the teammates says it all, man. Like, it was scary. Like, normally, like, when Ovechkin scores that goal, they're all going to rush over the boards and they're going to go right at him and celebrate. I didn't see that from the Lakers for some reason. No, man. They ha he hasn't even won a playoff series with the L.A. Lakers, man. It's like, and it's, it's kind uh, of a one-man. He, he won a championship. He won a championship. Oh, shit. What, what was the stat I just saw? He did <laughs> something he hasn't done good. Did, he did Who's hooking you up with stats? we got to do a new segment. Uh, Rosie, he's still, Rosie's stats. Rosie's blown stats. Okay, well, he still, missed the, he still missed the playoffs a ton of times, which is embarrassing in a sport like that where one guy can, <laughs> can carry a team, and he's got surrounded himself by other superstars, and they just can't get along. And why is that? Freaking egos out the ass, man. It's all about me, me, me. I demand a yeah. trade. I'm not playing with this guy. Oh, they put together a super team, but will it work with them? Like, they, you can't even count on them to actually try because they get in each other's way and have pissing matches and their egos get in the way. I can't stand it. And it's, uh, that's just basketball for you. It's the way it is. And especially lately and especially with LeBron. And you just don't see that with hockey, with hockey culture. I could see this segment blowing up really, really quickly. Uh, segment two. So Joseph Wall was recalled fresh off his appearance at the AHL All-Star Game. Um, so obviously, you know, where are you at with patience when it comes to Matt Murray? And what would you do? The Leafs are back on Friday. It's a back-to-back -back against Columbus. I would throw him right in there on Friday against Columbus and have Samsonov on Saturday on home ice against the same Jackets. Yeah, I think I'd do the same thing. I mean... Early on the season, we had Schalgren come in and, and really help out this team a lot. And Wool was hurt. And now this guy's back. And look at his numbers. Uh, he's an all-star in that league, 13-1. and one. Like, are you kidding me? 9-3 save percentage. Um, looks like a fantastic goalie. And, I mean, the Leafs are lucky right now. They're, they're quite deep as far as goaltending position, which is something they've honestly struggled with. And Schalgren showed he's got the chops to stay, stand in there with pressure. Um, we'll see what Wool's got. Obviously, he can do it in the minors, and he looks like a, a really good goalie, but uh, yet to be kind of proven in the NHL, and hopefully we're going to see it this weekend. I would certainly start him on Friday against one of the worst teams in the NHL in Columbus. It's not a high-pressure pack game. He can get his feet wet and then go back to Sammy uh, on Saturday at home where he's uh, he's obviously flourished. So it works out perfect. The timing's good. Uh, my patience isn't gone with Matt Murray. Um he is what he is. He tends to get hurt. He hasn't been a Band-Aid all season long, but when he gets banged up, I, I don't know. Everyone's different, man. I'm not going to call the guy out and say he's soft or or he can't play through injuries. I, I know guys that are the toughest guys I know, and they honestly are always hurt and just can't. Their body just won't agree with them. So I'm not going to point the finger and say I've lost uh, lost patience with them, but it's just a good opportunity for Wool to go in, and luckily we were pretty deep back there in the minors. 13-1-0, you see on your screen right there, 2.36 and 9.30. It, uh, it even brought to my attention, like the trade deadline's around the corner. How many teams want to take a stab on young goaltenders or guys who are reaching sort of their prime? He's around 24. Would you use this guy as an asset potentially to land a piece that could put you over the top? Or is it, you know, it's a goalie, you have to be careful with guys like this and hold on to them as much as you can? Yeah, it's tough, man. Depends what you got going on. I mean, maybe... 
depends what you think. I haven't watched Joseph Wool play a whole ton this year, obviously, but other guys have, and they'll know the difference between, say, him and Shalgren, for example, and and you know who's developing better, who's closer, who has more who has more potential. So you know you could use either one of them. You can kind of use Shalgren and say, hey, look what he did. He's capable of stepping in. He's capable of playing under pressure, yeah. and you could use him as a piece. But I do think that it's uh you know if you're if you're if you're buying. I think trying to sneak a prospect goalie that you think is really good and, and maybe they're not valuing as high as, as you think his value should be. You could kind of sneak a guy out of there as, as an extra piece to a, to a trade that, uh, that could really benefit you. It'd be one of those things where you look back five, six years later and be like, oh my God, this guy was involved in that trade and he was just an addition piece and now he's our franchise goalie. Like that stuff happens and you know, that's where you rely on your scouting and, and your, your gut feeling on certain guys and, and see if you can make the best deal. But at the end of the day, nobody can predict the future and everyone's just hoping when they make these deals with profit. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast so pretty much what you're telling me is that he could be the next to grasp right <laughs> potentially man i mean look what happened to him cups out the ass and uh we had him and, and let him go but uh you never know i mean we got sammy he's a young solid goaltender right now and, and we're probably gonna ride sammy for a while hopefully and uh he could be the leafs goalie for the next five six many years who knows so yeah. you need to compliment him with something who knows what it's going to be but i don't think anything's off the table to try to win a cup. Yeah, this is fascinating to me on on many levels, just more so because you look at this this cap world, right? And you look at Toronto's cur current tandem in between the pipes. Murray still has one year left on his deal. Samson was a free agent following the season, but considering how good he's played, you want to re-sign him. But then you look conversely at Joseph Wall. The cap number is pretty good. I believe he still has one year left on this current contract. It makes a lot of sense if you think he is ready to take on a workload at the NHL level. Uh, it's better served for this team to have a guy with a cap hit like that as opposed to even a Matt Murray. But as we know, it's like musical chairs and it's going to be tough to, to disperse of Matt Murray. And they love Matt Murray. He's a former Sioux Greyhound. It's just fascinating from that level when you have a guy who makes that little, especially in this cap world when you're paying some of the big boys the money you are, to have that ability to have a guy like Wall if you think he's NHL ready, right? 
Yeah, especially with a, with a small cap hit, those guys that are up and coming and haven't, uh, you know, haven't made their splash enough to get a big ticket and a big, a big a annual, uh, annual value out of their uh, contract yet. It's nice to have that, but on the, on the converse side, you know, being a goalie in Toronto is one of the hardest positions I think in sports. And you need a guy that can handle that with some experience and some confidence and whatnot. And oftentimes that's a guy who's been around a little bit and who's had success that you're going to have to pay a little bit more. I think that's where they're leaning with Matt Murray this year. And, uh, but on the other hand, if you're going to have, you know, a tandem set of goaltenders, say Matt Murray's out of the question in two years and we do re-sign Sammy and then you have a wall to back him up. And as we know these days in the NHL, you don't really play back-to-backs and you really share the workload with those goalies to have a guy like Wall to come in and uh, and not take up a bunch of cap room and, and crunch all those uh, those dollars up. Then you could start to switch hit him with your starting goalie. And, and if he's a young prospect who's a stud, who's trying to prove himself, who's capable, that can be like a nice one-two punch that doesn't, you know, break the bank. So would you poke around at the deadline? Like, there's not much out there in terms of net mining. Like, do you feel confident enough that, you know, Matt Murray's going to come back, come back, and if he can't, enough confidence in a guy like Joseph Wall, who's got a handful of games at the NHL level? Or or would you poke out there and see what's out there and maybe try to solidify that crease position? Because, again, Rosie, that's, that's going to be the big topic between us over the next month or so leading into March 3rd. The trade deadline is like cap allocation, right? So in a perfect world, you want to – sort of address what you have in between the pipes, maybe upgrade if you can, but they, they probably can't, no? I think no chance. I wouldn't even bother trying or looking, to be honest. I mean, our, our yeah. goaltending has not been an issue this year at all, even when Murray's hurt. You know, the one-two punch that they have, I think that's why they put them in there is because, you know, they hoped at first and now they, they now they trust. They've proven themselves to be good goaltender goaltending duo and they can switch hit that and if something happens and wool needs to go in there well then we ride sammy as hard as we can but i mean what are you gonna have to get up what are you gonna have to give up to get a legitimate goaltender that's gonna upgrade your goaltending situation are you gonna give up you know some defensemen uh prospects aren't gonna get it done are you gonna give up some forwards like no we need to add to all of that right now i just don't i don't think there's any chance in hell you're gonna upgrade our goaltending uh without making your team worse because i think our goaltender is proven to be solid right now and you know murray's i don't think he's going to be hurt especially if he tends to be on the softer side of injuries he's gonna be forced to kind of play through anything come playoff time and i think we got other other areas of our of our roster that we need to uh solidify before we even think about looking at goaltenders i'm very curious to see what they do and what they address because we've been flip-flopping back and forth for like three months should they go d should they go forward i'm probably back on defense now i just think you look at the importance of a jake muzzin Mark Giordano's like, what, 39 to expect him to play at the highest level when the games matter the most, I think is is unfair. And I think, you know, he's better served to be slotted in a 5-6 pairing than maybe like a 4-5, if that makes sense. So I think I probably look there, um, obviously in a perfect world, and it's going to be sort of money in, money out. That's why we brought up the names Engvall and Kerfoot quite a bit on the show this season. Um, I, I think in a perfect world, you're addressing both, right? Like a defenseman, say like a Jake McCabe, and a guy in the middle six. Um I think they'll be hard-pressed to find a bona fide stud like a Timo Meyer, especially at that price tag in the top six. But sort of like a, a Swiss Army knife. Uh, very similar, I would say, to our Terry Lekkinen last year who helped put Colorado over the top. Or like a Cali Yarncroke this year who stepped up his play playing on the second line. But a guy in the middle six, I think, would be better served for this team, no? Yeah, I think that's better served as well. And I think it's more realistic. I mean, you just it would be great to say, oh, we could add 
this guy and he's like an NHL all-star. It's like, well, that's great. Everyone would say that. But at the end of the day, you got to give something up. Someone, some team with that asset is going to want something in return. And you're just, we're just yeah. not in the position to, to give that. I think you could maybe, you know, get a, a GM who's kind of desperate to, to make a move. Who's they're having personnel issues with a guy who wants out. And it's just maybe a little bit of a B for a personality conflict. And maybe you can feel like you fleece him a little bit by saying, Hey, you want this guy off your plate? Here's what I can offer you. Yes or no. Call me within a half hour and you put something together and, and feel like you really won the trade. But other than that, you're just not going to fleece a, a general, a general manager on a, on a high, high end player. It just doesn't happen. And I don't think the Leafs are in position to do that. I don't think they need that. I think their scoring and their offense is fantastic. I would add a nice D piece or a nice bottom six, like you say, to kind of fill out that role and, and have a little bit more reliability through the line changes in the playoffs. What's trade deadline time like for a player? Like, do you recall any stories where one of your buddies went out the door or the GM came down and everybody's like, oh shit, or something like that? Not really. When it usually happens when guys aren't at the rink, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll see it at home or guys will text you. You'll see it on Twitter or whatever else, uh, the way it breaks. It's not usually like you're about to step out for practice and they're like, hold on there, Johnny, get your <laughs> shit off. Here's a garbage bag to put all your shit in. Like it doesn't really happen like that, but, uh, you know, there, there's always the guy that, uh, that, you know, is on the block or on the bubble and you're kind of eating breakfast or whatever. And you're like, Hey, what are you hearing? And he's like, ah, not much little interest sniffing around here. And, you know, sometimes they're in the dark completely or other times they're up to the GM's office and they're keeping them in the loop and, you know, giving the guy the respect of, of letting them know what's going on, especially when they have a family and whatnot. They usually the good GMs will kind of keep you in the loop and say, Hey, here's what we're doing. We're just being honest. This is the reality of it. And that, that makes it a little easier for the guy. It sounds like things are starting to percolate on your guy, former guest of this show, Luke Shen, right out West. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, personally, it would be nice for him to stay put. His wife is due, I think, in four weeks with, uh, with another baby. They're set up in Vancouver right now. Obviously, they live, uh, they live there, but they live in Kelowna, so it's nice and easy and close. And if he gets dealt to... You know, I think uh, Boston's kicking some tires, Calgary as well. And to pack up your shit and move to a new city and get situated. And she can't even fly right now unless it's on a private jet. And all that stuff is is what goes on behind the scenes with NHL players that I think people take for granted. They just think, oh, he's just at the rink now with this new team. He just got to put on a new jersey. But there's so many more logistics that go into the guy's life personally. And he's in the thick of it right now. And I don't know, he doesn't think... Uh, he doesn't know what's going to happen. I don't think anybody does. But at the end of the day, being a guy on the bubble with the family and stuff is definitely tough. I'd love to roll around on a personal jet. Uh, speaking of which, I'm sure today's guest does as well. He's the NHL's uh, chief content officer and head of events. It is Steve Mayer. What's going on, Steve? How are you? Hello there. How are you? I'm fantastic. First question for you. When do you sleep, Steve? Uh, sleeping is not uh, important, nor... Is it part of the job description? Um, uh, and I've said this too many times. I'll sleep when I die. Uh, no, it's all good. Listen, um, I, you know, we love what we do. Uh, it's incredible. This is the best time of year because, you know, you can winter classic all-star game. I'm, if you can see behind me, uh, that's a, an NC State football picture. I'm in Carolina getting ready for stadium series. Um, my voice, you know, feels the sort of no sleep, but we love this time of year. 
uh, our events team loves this time of year and it's it's fun it's fun so um you know we'll sleep we'll sleep later after this is all over confirm or deny you're at elbow room this past weekend in fort lauderdale you don't have to answer just nudge your head <laughs> i will firmly deny my presence at the elbow room but you know uh yeah. I, I can tell you that there were quite a few nhl folks that were there uh, overflowing as were all the places in fort lauderdale uh you know, I, I I think the city was extremely happy that we came to town, and uh, you know all the restaurants. You know that's what that's what the impact of an all star game is in a city. Uh, you know, we we bring a lot to that area, and and you know a lot of people that you know normally don't go to all star games came down because of where it was and the the, the ability to have a great time for a weekend. So that's always good. Thank you for the hospitality, first and foremost. The fanfare at the beach was outstanding. As you know, our setup with the NHL Fantasy Podcast was, uh, was bar none fantastic. So appreciate that. So the big announcement from our perspective being Leafs Morning Take. So Toronto is the host city for next year's All-Star Game. Can you take us behind the scenes how that came about? So, you know, I think what happened for us uniquely uh, was the fact that we were heading down a World Cup of Hockey path. Uh, we, you know, we were looking at cities for World Cup of Hockey, both um, internationally and in North America. And, you know, we, we thought it was going to happen. And then certain things took place, not only, you know, in, in our world, but the world. And we decided to postpone. And then we had to quickly say, all right, where are we going to have an all-star game? Um, the folks in Toronto been after All-Star for a long time. Um, many years have, have put in proposals, wanted to play the All-Star game. There aren't a lot of cities that you could go to like that quickly and have the infrastructure to put on an All-Star game. And there's a lot to that infrastructure, hotel rooms, convention space, meeting space, obviously a first-class arena. Uh, and Toronto is one of those cities that has it, um, you know, and because we have to put this together in now less than a year, uh, you know, we felt that this was a great place to have an all-star. We haven't been in Canada since we were in Ottawa in 2012. Um, you know, one by one, things sort of lined up for Toronto to be the leading candidate. And then, you know, in our conversations, which happened over the course of just a few months, um, you know, everything lined up really well. Uh, the organization, top notch, wanted the game, uh, the city, uh, destination Toronto, really like put their, you know, ten toes, ten fingers, all in, saying, "Let's do this." Uh, the hotels all welcomed us, um, and so one by one, the pieces fell into place and. And Toronto became the favorite and then eventually uh, the place that we announced during All-Star that we're heading to. Rosie? Cool. Steve, um, you kind of touched on a little bit, obviously having, you know, say All-Star game, for example, in Canada, you're kind of limited with the outdoor activities that you can have. Obviously watching this weekend, you had lots going on outside in, in Florida. Is it preferred to have, 
um, not just weather-wise, but as far as, you know, Toronto being the hockey hub of the world, basically, to have an all-star game there, obviously you're going to have the passion and, and the experience of hockey fans. Is it better to have it in uh, Fort Lauderdale or Arizona or somewhere where you're growing the game and getting new eyeballs on the sport? Or what's your guys' take on that when you're planning? Now, listen, I think there's advantages to both. I, I really do. Um, you know, there's, you know, we've had the last few years in, in warmer clients, uh, cl climates, and, and that's great. Um, but, I, you know, when you could go to a city that just loves hockey, um, will appreciate the All-Star game like no other city. I mean, you know, we're just going to have to feed into, you know, that environment and, and what, you know, what the fan is going to be looking for. Um, whether we do something outside, which, by the way, why not? Um, you know, whether we do something outside or we do just events around the city, you know, we're going to play to, 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 to the city that we're in. We'll take advantage of the alumni, the, the passionate hockey fan who will welcome these all-stars with open arms. I mean, this is a big deal in any city. Um, we're, we're not always going to go. We have 32 teams that are on, in all different environments. We clearly understand that. What we have established in the last couple of years are some nuances that were unique to those cities. Um, whether we do them again, you know, we really haven't gotten into the creative yet. But, you know, we're certainly going to take advantage of the city and all it has to offer and, and make that a part of the all-star experience. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be great. I, I really do. And I think there's a lot yeah. that the team, the city, um, the fan base have to offer. And, you know, those are the things that we'll consider as we put together the weekend. I ask this almost selfishly because I'm a big fan, but what are the chances we see a Justin Bieber performance at All-Star next year? Uh -huh. Well, I, I'd like to think that it, they will be good. I, I really do. Um, we engage. He gone. Uh, there you go. You're back. You're back. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, we had a um, a video that he produced and he put together, um, and that was one of the easiest videos we've ever had to get from a celebrity. Um, it was just like, hey, will you do this? Sure. Uh, you know, listen, I think there is a true interest. Obviously, he has a great relationship with the team. He has a great relationship with the league. Uh, and we, you know, we would love to have him perform. Uh, that's what I'll say. Um, whether he does it or not, that's going to be a Justin Bieber decision. But, uh, you know, the offer is being made right on your show. Please, Justin, let's let's get you out there. Let's perform as part of the weekend. We, you know, we would love it. Um, we've tried before. Um, maybe this is the time we're going to get him. You know, but in that video that he put together, he clearly said he was going to be at the game. So we're going to take him with his word and, you know, we're, we're going to continue to talk to him throughout the year. And hopefully he has a big involvement with our game. Not to mention he's really good friends with a certain number 34 in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Rosie, last question you, buddy. Yeah, just yeah. curious with uh, your involvement in the NHL. I'm just curious how much Gary Bettman is involved in in your role and, and all the events that go on. I mean, he's been there forever, just a staple of the, the head man of the NHL. Is he involved in the day-to-day -day with this kind of stuff, or does he kind of let you go and, and do your thing? Well, the, a little of both. Um, you know, he does allow us to have the freedom and gives us this, the, the 
the canvas to create. Um, but we create alongside him. Like there's there's very little that um, we do that he doesn't have a sign off on. Does he doesn't have input? He, he's truly amazing. And I, I've worked in this business for a very long time. You can tell from the gray hair. Uh, I've been around, um, you know, and he's, he's a great partner. Um, you know, he, he sees things that others don't, you know, we could be working on something for weeks and weeks and we'll bring it to him. And it's amazing guys to hear his immediate response in the room and the questions that come out that make you think like, woof, why didn't I think of that? I mean, he constantly makes you step back and 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 say that. And he always puts a touch on something that makes it better. At least that's my opinion. And, you know, he's a pleasure to work with. We He loves what I do. Uh, he likes the sort of creative. Um, he loves the entertainment aspect of it all. And he likes to be involved. He's he's really for those in your audience, like way up on pop culture, and knows what's currently going on. Um, and, and so, yeah, I welcome his involvement. Um, you know, I do not shy away from it. And you know, he he has been a partner on many of the things that I've done and we've done. And and so, to answer your question, you know, he he, he is involved and and. By the way, he also will let you go and run with something and will yeah. support it and and he welcomes new ideas. Um, you know, he he definitely has a certain way of thinking. I think we've all sort of learned that over time. And some of our thought processes, you know, are because what would Gary do here? But um, you know, he's he's a really great person to work with and I've you know, one of the highlights certainly of my time at the National Hockey League. Well, Steve, it goes without saying, we can't wait for uh, All-Star Weekend next year. Uh, shout out to producer Bob Bender, who did fantastic work this past weekend in Florida. And again, thanks so much for the hospitality. It was a great time and appreciate your time today. The next time I'm with you guys, I want to, you pitch me ideas. Like, I want to hear from, from you. I'm, we're listening to fans. We want to know, Fun. what does everybody want to see? Forget what we want. What do the fans want? And, and... So the next time I come on, I want I want it's going to be listening to you guys. So let's do that soon. Sounds okay, good. We'll, we'll scour the fans and try to think of ideas. I can't imagine it's easy to please everyone, Steve. But uh, we'll try to do that with our fan base as best as we can. We appreciate the thought. Yeah, we try to make as many people happy. But as you guys know, it's never simple. But I'd love to listen. Up. And, you know, and we're going to. You know, we're going to put on a great show. We hope that uh, everybody in Toronto will be proud of next year's All-Star Game. But let's get to work. Awesome. Let's do it. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, man. Bye, guys. Take, Take care. care. One of the absolute best, uh, of course, work closely with him over at the NHL. Uh, NHL's chief content officer and head of events, that is Steve Mayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes you think it's a tough gig, man. Imagine trying to put that together and keep the diehard yeah. hockey fans. And I mean, I ripped on the All-Star game a little bit. I'm not a fan of the props and the gimmicks and the silliness. But, you know, if you're putting that thing together, it's like, hey, these kids are right at the glass. What are we, are we going to make them smile? Are we going to make them remember this thing? Or are they just going to think it's another hockey game? So 
you got to appreciate the uh, the job at hand. And I just love the fact that they're open to new ideas. And they are because they're constantly changing yeah. the way they do things with the All-Star Game. And again, you're not going to make everyone happy by any stretch with the demographic that you're reaching out to being so vast. But uh, least I could say is uh, certainly open to new ideas. And I imagine the one in Toronto will be unbelievable to say the least. Yep, and uh, we hope to have you up here as well. I know it's about a year away, but that would be great if we can do Leafs Morning Take on the road, maybe even at Fanfare. And obviously with my connects with the NHL, we're going we're gonna to try to make that happen. So that should be a lot of fun. The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. All right, Rosie. So uh, after saying I was going to go 5-5 five and five on Monday, two straight L's for the kid, uh, trying to get back on the saddle here on this Thursday. I love revenge. It's the New York Islanders, the Vancouver Canucks, which number one means Anthony Beauvillier's return to Long Island. And number two, the most important thing is Bo Horvat plays the Vancouver Canucks for the first time. So I'm hammering everything Horvat. Hammering Horvat, anytime goal, you want to look at an assist prop. And the one I like probably the most is a shot on goal prop. Uh, I've hit it the first couple games. I think he hit it in the first one, not so much in the second. But he has six shots on goal in his first two games with the Islanders playing with uh, Barzal and Bailey in the top line, over two and a half shots on goal. So anything Horvat related, I would look at tonight, Rosie. Yeah, I think we've had good success with those revenge things and uh, guys playing against their yeah. former team. And this was the biggest splash in, uh, in the trade deadline so far this year by far. And he's quickly going back to his uh, old team. So you imagine his effort level will be at 100%. So never a bad yeah. bet when you do that kind of thing. And tomorrow, I think we're going to hit up some Super Bowl bets. Obviously, some Leaf stuff too, but uh, it'll be our last show before the Super Bowl. So I'm going to scour some of the degenerates that I know in my life and see if we can get some fun prop bets going and whatnot. Can't wait for that. Again, that's Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to uh, the NHL's Chief Content Officer and Head of Events, Steve Mayer, for dropping by. A very busy schedule, so for him to make time. Very gracious to that, and of course, we will take him up on that offer. Maybe a couple months from now, we'll have him back on, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll 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 talk some ideas uh, in terms of what we have, uh, and also our listeners and our fans have when it comes to the NHL's All Star Weekend coming up next year from Toronto in 2024, early in February. So that's going to do it. And again, coming up tomorrow, finally a Maple Leafs game day, the front end of a home and home with the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll talk then. Take care. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes. 
while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.